Hello and welcome to episode 221 of the Veg Grower podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 20th of May 2019. Now coming up a little bit later on we have Nigel from Muddy Boots YouTube channel. Fantastic bloke. I've wanted to have him on the podcast for a long time and uh, finally got round to organising it. Before I bring Nigel on, let's find out what I've been up to over this last week in my allotment and garden. And as I've had the week off, there's been a lot to talk about. Well, it is the 14th of May, Tuesday, 2019. That's a very disjointed way of saying it, but that's the date. It's about half eight in the evening and it's still light and what a day we've had I'm absolutely knackered to say the least got up this morning and went into the garden one of the first jobs I was doing or I decided to do was to plant out some of my plants into the vegetable patch now these were chard beetroot some more lettuce and some pak choy and they've gone under some net hoops to protect them from the chickens. Now the other day Bear did manage to find herself underneath one of the net hoops that I'd already set up and had spring onions and lettuce growing under. Well hopefully I've stopped that from happening again and there's more hoops set up. I also lifted up my granddad's cloche to where I had sowed some carrots a few weeks ago to see if there's been any germination i didn't think there had been but i can see the odd one or two carrots are proven really difficult for me for some reason i don't know why but hey ho hey ho after that i decided it was time or it's been an ongoing job get rid of that remains of a tree trunk from a sycamore that i cut down a couple of years ago uh, hit that with a chainsaw, drills, sledgehammer, you name it, I hit it. And I've got most of it out now. It's it's worked. Uh, thankfully, a lot of it was quite rotten from where I had added the compost bin over the top. So with that out of the way, I put the fence, or the temporary fence in back, as I call it. And then the wife and I, we decided it was time to hack the ivy. Now, regular listeners will know how much I have a battle with the ivy. We've got this huge, huge, huge ivy bush. At the moment, it's about 8 foot tall. It was probably about 10 foot tall earlier. It's about 6 foot wide at the top. And it runs 18 foot down the garden. It's huge. It's quite good because it screens part of the garden off. But it is a battle to keep it tidy it's also very good at wildlife but it's a battle to keep it tidy i try and trim it when i can but because of the wildlife i don't want to disturb them particularly the robins that nest in there and every few months the wife and i just have to have a big hack and knock it back by quite a bit now all these cuttings and everything ends up on the lawn which of course i run over the lawnmower and goes into the compost bin so it's good for making compost as well the compost bin that i filled up last week had reduced by a third so i've topped out back up with what was cut down and then i have filled completely up to the top the second compost bin so there was a lot of material there needing to be composted really 
after that I headed down the allotment to do some watering and a bit of a, a bit of weeding on the asparagus bed. I wasn't down there for long, only about an hour and a half. And then we came home and I had some dinner and now we've both popped out, the wife and I that is, to water everything. Now the watering does take quite a while to do, especially as we use watering cans, but it needs doing. I'm hoping to get some rain over the next few days or in a few days time, it is predicted. And I'll be very grateful for that little bit of rain because we need it. We really do. The ground is dry where, where I haven't watered. And more importantly, the water butts are running low again and I'm desperate for rain. Fingers crossed it will come. So that's it for today. As I say, lots of hard work. The pruning of the ivy was what took the time. That probably took six hours to do. So a lot of time spent on that. Well, it's Friday the 17th of May 2019 today. I'm in the potting shed and I'm actually just sowing some climbing beans. But I've had another busy day today. Now, first thing this morning, I popped to the allotment just to drop a few bits off that I'm going to need down there tomorrow. These are plants that are ready to be planted out. While I was down there, I noticed I had a few onion scapes where my onions are starting to bolt and pot up a flower spike. So I've been picking those off while I was there. And uh, they are going to be eaten they're really really tasty actually they're like spring onions and I use them quite often in omelettes and things like that so I'll cut those off my garlic has also done the same and it's easy to spot a flower spike they're generally in the center they're more circular than the leaves and they've got a bulb bulbous tip is that the right word it's like a flower bud and if you leave it it will become a flower and those I just break off just snap off and uh, the onion ones I eat, the garlic ones, I don't know if they're edible actually, they probably are, but I haven't eaten them. Anyway, so yeah, i done that and did a bit of watering as well. And then I came home and started my major project for today, and that was to sort out this potting shed. And I started it by completely emptying it. Everything came out of here. I sorted out, reorganised, and so on. And then when it was empty, I've laid a new wooden floor just using tongue groove chipboard and this is sitting on the beams that were on the floor this this shed was here when i bought the house and it's kind of made from beams and corrugated iron and plastic and it's a pretty good shed actually but i am thinking of changing it in the future but that's another story but the beams on the floor they've limited the amount of space that i actually had because they're sort of coming six inches and a shelf i had here before I had to six sit six inches in front of the wall and i lost that little bit of space at the back so i laid this floor down and then i've built a new shelving system in here uh, just only 1.3 meters high uh, it's got two shelves on it one that now sits the little quail cage where bunny will be coming out in here soon this is just where i start to harden off the quails when they uh when they're at the age that they can come from outside and or indoors and before going outside so that's that's back in here it's all set up i've got the chicken and quail feed underneath as well as all the straws and stuff instead of one of my other sheds and i've got storage for pots trays as well as the normal shelves where I'd be growing my seedlings. Now we're coming towards the end of the seed sowing but there's still a lot more to do but that that will happen in the future. Now while I was sorting out a lot of these sheds 
I've discovered some wooden labels that I made years ago. And these were labels that I actually made them before I moved into this house on my old allotment. There were bits of wood, I think it was an old wardrobe or something, that it cut down to the, the similar sort of size and then I cut a point in the bottom. And then I took a wood burning tool I have to write the names of various plants into them, such as kale or purple sprout and broccoli. Well, I found those because I never used them. But they needed a bit of protection, so I soaked them in linseed oil. In this shed, I have a bucket of sand. And this sand has also got oil in it. Uh, I'll explain that in a second, but I was pouring this linseed oil and rubbing that into the wood over that. So any excess just landed into my bucket of sand and oil. Now what this bucket is for is actually a very good tip that I have found to be very useful. I keep it in here and when I'm finished using a hoe or a spade, I will plunge the blade into the bucket of sand several times. What I find is the sand acts as an abrasive. It cleans away any dirt, may even keep it sharp and rust free. And then it coats the spade, for example, in oil as well, which just helps protect that, that spade a bit better, as well as make it easier to use. So that's what that's for. And I thought I haven't really spoken about that for a while, so I thought I'd give that a bit of an explanation. Now, as I said, I'm sowing some beans at the moment. These are climbing beans. I've got two varieties. The first is a Britta's foot long. First time I've grown them, but I just want to get these seeds used up and see how they grow. And then I have got a second variety called Cobra, which I've grown last year and saved seeds on. These are like a black bean. They're really tasty, actually, we found last year. And they're just going into root trainers of multi-purpose compost. I'm a bit behind on sowing beans, so I've got a lot of beans to sow over the next few days. Well, that's it for today. I'll say a lot, a lot achieved, although it doesn't sound a lot, but I'm feeling very happy. It's nice to have this extra space in this, this shed now. I'm, a, I'm not exactly a thin person, I'll be honest. This has just given me a bit more room to work. I don't feel so cramped in here, which is absolute pleasure. Anyway, I'm rambling on now. Well, it's Saturday the 18th of May 2019 today. I'm just at home watering lots of plants again. Longing for rain. We haven't had rain for days. I had a bit of drizzle yesterday, but not enough. Nowhere near enough. It was meant to rain today, but we've had glorious sun. It's meant to rain tomorrow. We shall see what happens. Now, today... Well, when I left the allotment yesterday, I brought home with me my hoe. And the reason I done that was this morning... I put that on the bench grinder just to sharpen the blade up a few times. Nice and sharp. Very easy to do. I just ran it across. I think I've done a podcast on that in the past. I then uh, loaded the hoe along with a few of the signs and stuff I built yesterday and a few plants and headed down the allotment. When I got to the allotment, first thing I went to was a greenhouse. And it was hot in there, which is great because it's, it's what it's there for. But I pulled up a few weeds, I'm getting a bit of bindweed in there. Pulled those up while I could. And then I planted out, or planted into there, really, one aubergine and one melon into the bed. Now the greenhouse is quite hot at the moment, so I went in there while I could quickly and pulled up a few weeds, getting a bit of bindweed. And then I planted out one aubergine plant and a melon plant into the bed there. And I've tied the melon up against a cane to grow up. It's going to need quite a bit of support. So after that I headed over to the main bed with my hoe and being sharp 
boy did that make a difference. It literally cut through all the cooch grass and the weeds like a hot knife through butter. Simple thing, I know, and uh, I do try and keep my hoe sharp with a file, but just actually running it across this bench grinder has made all the difference, and uh, I've brought it back with me again today to do the same. But yeah, God, that made life so much easier. Now, I rigged up this main bed, all the weeds and stuff, lifted up the spinach because that had bolted and started to flower. That's been fed to the chickens. After it was clear, I then planted out several plants, and it was purple sprouting broccoli, pak choy, chervil and cabbage. And I covered these with the nets that I had in the shed, watered them in really, really well, and hopefully they will grow. I've got a few spares, just in case, but we'll see. After that, I then went in front of my greenhouse. I had an area that was kind of bare. Last year, I covered that in membrane and grew potatoes in buckets on top of there. So it was pretty weedless. A bit of cooch grass here and there, which I quickly hoed off. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with this area, but while it was weedless, I want to keep it weedless. So the wood chip that was delivered a few weeks ago on the site and probably a couple of months ago now well i grabbed a few more buckets of that and poured it over there it's not really being used as much as i thought it would be this wood chip there's still plenty there just waiting to to be used it's a huge mountain of wood chip so uh, i helped myself to more of it covered it over that area that's pretty hard work actually but it got it done i then planted out some more peas as i had these in pots at home waiting to grow and i've just planted those next to the peas that were planted a couple of weeks ago nice and easy i then spent the next hour watering the whole plot it takes a while it was a really hot day but it was worth doing it does take a while to water my plot because it's all with watering cans where you don't have any hoses unless you rig up some sort of electric pump or something anyway after that i headed home which i'm back home now i spent quite a few hours on the allotment watering everything at home and oh the compost heaps actually i checked those they are steaming hot and i mean literally open the lid there's steam coming out of them just goes to show how much shredding up on the grass and the ivy makes a difference to the heat the thermometer is measuring at 50 degrees c in there pretty damn good if you ask me well i'm going to finish off watering all the plants here and then head on in and get some sleep well, it's Sunday the 19th of May 2019 today. I'm just in my greenhouse giving everything another bit of water. It's been a hot day today, still no rain. We had a little drizzle of rain this morning, to be fair, but hardly anything. Now, today's been an interesting day. I haven't done a huge amount of gardening. It's my wife's birthday tomorrow, so I've made a point of making a point of uh, spoiling her a bit. But I did mow the lawn. And as I mowed the lawn, I chopped through my, <laughs> I chopped through the electrical cable. Now, in the past, I've always used uh, petrol lawn mowers, and I've been a big fan of petrol lawn mowers for that very reason. But my dad gave me this lawn mower, and actually, I'm starting to convert onto electrical lawn mowers. But I did chop through the wire by running it over, which was a, a silly mistake on my behalf. But it was one I can easily fix. Uh, I quickly fixed that, got the cables back together and got it up and running and finished off mowing the lawn. On the subject of lawnmowers, now I looked on eBay today and I found a petrol lawnmower locally for £20, which I bought. I collected that this evening and this petrol lawnmower 
is for the allotment. So I ran it down the allotment and it's living in a shed there, but I did use it to mow all around the uh, all around the allotment, all the grass. And scruffy corner where the compost bins are, I've also, I had like old raspberry canes and stuff like that that were a bit, bit messy. So I, I ran over all those little bits as well with a lawnmower. My idea here is that by shredding it all up, I should be able to create faster compost as well as making it look tidier, like I do at home. And so far it's working. My allotment, I'm really happy with how it looks. Now I've ran around with this lawnmower. So yeah, definitely a big bonus there. So not a huge amount to really add to today, all about mowing the lawns, but it's the compost making more than anything that I am focusing on here. Well, it's Monday the 20th of May 2019. It's actually my wife's birthday. And if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you will see the plants I gave to her for her birthday present for the garden. Now on the way home from work I managed to stop off at the allotment and cut down a comfrey plant. Now the comfrey is grown about three foot high which is about the ideal height to cut it down. And then I've taken what I've cut in the, the tops of these comfrey plants, what I've cut down, and I've placed that around my potato plants to, well, mulch the soil, to cover the soil. That just help lock in the moisture into the, the ground as well as cover the potatoes but using comfrey as well I find because it's comfrey is a dynamic accumulator which means it draws nutrients up from the soil and stores it in itself and when you well you can make a really good plant feed out of this just by letting it rot down and catching the liquid so my theory is if I cover the soil over the potato plants with this that feed is going to go into the potato plants whether it'll work or not we will see but i've done this many times in the past and it's it's been pretty good just as i finished that it started to rain couldn't believe it we've actually got a little shower not enough but it was a a little shower and so i headed home and sowed a few more beans i sowed a dwarf french bean called canadian wonder and a runner bean called Prize Winner. And I've also sown a few pea seeds, a variety called Avoli. Now these came about because I was sorting out my bean seeds and pea seeds. And those three varieties need sowing by the end of this year. So I just whacked them all in and hopefully they will grow. All of these I've sown in root trainers of multi-purpose compost and about a centimetre below the soil. Nothing difficult at all. Now I know this diary has gone on for a while, but I of course have got the weekly harvest report that came out last night. And in fact that was for the last two weeks because I didn't get round to writing it last week. Another really good week. Plenty of food coming in. Um, it was um, it was a lot uh, because of the two weeks. I've also spent a fair bit more money, mostly on compost, but hey ho, that's where I'm going to have to look at saving money. The other interesting thing was my veggie pod. Over the last two weeks, I've have harvested seven pounds worth of food from it, and I'm really impressed with it. This veggie pod 
is absolutely amazing. It's so easy to work with, requires very little work, and it produces food. So I'm really impressed with it. Still got the rest of the year to go on, but never mind. Well, that wraps this week's diary up for this week. So just before I bring Nigel along, we have a tip of the week from the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Calendar. And this week it reads, protect burgeoning strawberry fruits from theft by birds by surrounding them with netting. Yes, not just strawberry, I think any fruit and any brassicas as well are worth protecting, especially when they're young and just planted out. I've noticed I've got a few strawberries just starting to change colour, so I'll be expecting to harvest strawberries sometime this week, providing the birds don't get to them, of course. Now, my guest of this week is Nigel from the Muddy Boots YouTube channel, and early on when I started watching YouTube, he was one of the first channels that I watched and really enjoyed watching. He's very informative, has a very laid-back, natural presentation on the cameras and if you haven't seen him i highly recommend checking it out anyway i'll let him talk about his youtube channel and his allotment right now well for a number of years there's been a youtuber i've been watching and his name's nigel from muddy boots nigel how are you doing today hello richard nice <laughs> to meet up with you again yes lovely to see you again now to listen at home how's the best way to describe yourself um, a very enthusiastic gardener. Uh, profession is an aerospace engineer for 40 odd years, and uh, but I've always had a passion for gardening. Allotment hearing's been the last probably six or seven years, and more so since I've retired five years ago. So, what first got you into gardening? Um, it's me, late father, actually. I can remember as a kid in this, we had a huge, lived in the council house with a huge back garden, and uh, one side was dedicated just to growing veg. And I can remember as a kid shelling peas, that was my first recollection, and also sowing uh, watercress, that was the other thing, on uh, damp paper. Oh, nice. So it was uh, that sort of thing, and it just grew from there. It's weird how those things in childhood just stick with you, isn't yeah, it? And... Yeah, it is. It's, it's grown like that. And as I got married, I moved on to... Uh, I, had my, I bought my first greenhouse, and uh, it was passion for plants, really. I'd... I had um, fuchsias for, ooh, must have been 10, 15 years, and I, I grew nothing but fuchsias. And then they gradually faded away, and I went to euchras, and they moved off, then hostas, and then the allotment took over, and uh, the other plants then have just faded in the background, although I've still got a few hostas and in, dotted around the garden. So your allotment, what, what made you decide to get an allotment? Um, I've always had an interest in growing vegetables, but... I'm in a fortunate situation that my back garden backs onto the whole allotment site. And fortunate for me, but unlucky for the person, the chap a few doors away sadly passed away with cancer and the plot immediately behind the fence came available. Well, it was too good to turn down and uh, sooner or later I took the plunge, took it on. It was a lot of transformation required because it grew mainly fruit and it was very narrow beds a path and a narrow bed and uh, I ended up ripping all that out and starting with a blank canvas and I decided to go straight away with raised beds and then I, I don't know if it's the aerospace engineer coming out but I built all the beds a uniform size so anything I build now will fit on any of the beds and that does help with crop rotation as well. 
Yes, yeah, I've noticed that. It's something I, I took on board when I took on this allotment that I've got. Um, now, you said you build raised beds. Why did you do that instead of uh, just on the ground? Uh, when I took the plot on, the soil wasn't very good. Um, in fact, talking to the other plot elders, the long-standing plot elders, the soil hadn't been tended to or fed, really, and I could tell that as soon as I put a fork into it. So I started, from, say, from scratch... I ordered six tonne of cow manure and I double dug every bed. It was back-breaking. But I've paid, it's paid benefits ever since, and particularly last year when we had the drought. I didn't hardly do any extra watering and none of the plants suffered at all. Yes, it's got all that organic... Retention, in yeah, and it, it, it still pays off. Although this year I've had top few of the beds up. Right, oh, so that's working out really well for you. Um, what's been your biggest learning curve throughout your gardening career? The biggest learning curve for me has been um, rotation of crops. Now, I've heard the term a long while ago, but I think it was the second year I had a club root on there and I couldn't understand why. And talking to the old gardeners, they told me to shift the, the plants around and don't grow the same thing, with the exception of maybe onions and runner beans. And I've done that ever since, and fortunately I've never had no problem since. So, yeah, that's a pretty good thing to take on board. Now, if there's a, a new allotment tier out there, what's going to be your best tip for them to get started? A number of tips I could give a new allotment tier. First of all, visit the site, go around and have a chat with the people who's already got plots on there, see if there's any issues with the soil, and even security on there, because some plots, are for, unfortunately, get vandalised and that, but... And the other thing is, if you do take a plot on, make a note which direction the sun travels as well, and and stuff like that. So fairly simple, easy stuff. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, what's your favourite edible plant to grow? Favourite edible plant is probably the Brussels sprout. Brussels sprout. I, I, yeah, I, I uh, as a kid I used to detest them, and my mother got me onto them by telling me they were small cabbages, and by doing that I. I got the taste of them and, and since then I've actually adored Brussels sprouts I, I grow quite a lot I've got to admit I never understand why people don't like Brussels sprouts <laughs> a sprout is for life not just for Christmas absolutely I, I really enjoy sprouts uh, yeah it's interesting that it's somebody's favourite because uh, you also have a YouTube channel and that's probably what I know you more from and yes. what, what made you start doing your YouTube channel uh, the usual thing use it as a record but I've got we've got some friends over in Florida in America and I'd started growing vegetables and he wanted to do the same and quite often it did end in a lengthy phone conversation trying to describe something so in the end I started doing little videos and I thought well not put it on YouTube and and that's it it's just taken off from there because you're a very popular YouTuber from what I've seen as well. I mean, I've, like I say, I've been following you for years and thoroughly enjoy your videos. What's your success, your secret to success, do you think? Secret to success, I think, there's a number of things. First of all, I'm a great believer in supporting other channels and leaving comments on, and that way you get yourself noticed as well. You, people get to see your name popping up on different channels with comments. And the other thing I think with the YouTube is try and film something which you'll find be interesting for other viewers, but not do it so long where you, they lose the attention span, it, it's gone. I tend to film clips I think what's interesting, and then when I've got enough footage to produce around a 12-minute video, I'll upload it then. I won't upload a video just for the sake of it. 
Fair enough, fair enough. One of my favourite videos that I saw with, that you done was when you quizzed a compost company over bad compost. What I loved about that is you had these guys in suits sat in your living room and you're just sat there grilling them in your slippers. And it, it just, to me, that sums you up in a perfect example. But you're not also not afraid to grill people, are you? I believe in fair play. I've had a similar issue with a seed company recently and to be fair, they did come back to me and and offer compensation, which I wasn't looking for. There's there's too many people who will just sit back and do nothing, and there's a lot of seed companies, not seed companies only, but other companies in general, only too willing to take your money and not back the service up. So uh, that's the way I've always thought, and I try to do it in a dignified manner, never going storming, but uh, put your point forward over strongly. And I think the gardening trade needs to hear that. It's constructive criticism in my eyes I, th- I think the gardening trade in general now is only just coming on board how, how strong social media is the the company I dealt with the, about the compost they was totally unaware of how powerful YouTube was regarding gardening and at the end now I think they do realise a lot of end users are watching this what goes wrong and obviously in the long run it can affect their profits yeah, I think this is the important thing with all the social media users. We're not being paid to the stuff like the BBC would get paid. You're able to give an honest representation of what goes and what doesn't work. And quite often what doesn't work is what people need to know. There's things which obviously I'm very happy to use and other things I wouldn't use, but I'd never ever publicly run a company down just because I don't like the product. In, I tend to vow to him defeat and look elsewhere. There's, yeah. plen- there's plenty of other opportunities about Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you, uh, you questioned me about the um, show I went to recently, oh, a few yeah. months back, and yeah. trying to find out a bit more information on that. So I know you're quite into this sort of thing. It's really good to see in my eyes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Nigel. It's been an absolute nice pleasure. Love to see you. We've got the sun shining at last. It's so lovely, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? So enjoy the rest of your day. Yep, you too. And well, before you leave, what's your version, your verdict of this Melvin show? Melvin show, we've been coming here for a good many years well over 10 years and uh, spring show is very good but for as a vegetable gardener I think the autumn show is a lot better and that's where you see the, the giant veg and also there's quite a few other YouTubers attend as well right, so we'll be back in the autumn then yes, yeah. Yeah. catch you later catch you later bye. cheers thank you bye Well, just after we finished recording that interview, there was a gentleman came up. He was standing politely by the side and he wanted to take his picture with Nigel and thank him for inspiring him into allotment gardening. And it was a real nice thing to see, in my opinion. I think it just goes to show how normal and how pleasant Nigel come across on camera. And again, if you haven't checked out his YouTube channel, then please do. You'll learn a lot from it. So big thank you very much to Nigel for coming on the show today. And that just about draws this week's episode to a close. So thank you very much for listening. Please don't hesitate to get in touch through any of the media, the website, thevegroundpodcast.co.uk, email richard at thevegroundpodcast.co.uk and any other social media and what have you. And if you want to appear on the show, then get in touch and we'll sort something out. But for this week, please take care. And I'll speak to you again next time.